Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are doing the review for Raw, but let's go through it. Um, so the show begins with Edge. Uh, he comes out, great reaction. Uh, he said, uh, basically, you know, he's grown up with the Mysterios uh, in his time in WWE. He's been and stayed around their house um, when he's needed to. He's uh, played backstage with Dominic and... Uh, he said, like, really, Dominic feels like a nephew to him. So, uh, you know, he said, like, get out here, basically calls out Dominic. He wants Dominic to come down, confront him. And he, he even says, like, you know, an apology is not going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat you up for what happened. Um, and so uh, um, if you play a man's game, you pay a man's price. I thought that was quite a nice line, to be honest. Uh, this brings out Ray. Ray Mysterio comes out. He's like, look, please listen, you know. I consider you to be family. Let's not do this. And again, you know, I mean, Edge is like, look, he's got to stand on his own two feet. He's his own man now. He's uh, got to stand by his actions. And uh, in all fairness, Ray does kind of acknowledge that. He, he understands. So I think what Ray is hoping is that Dominic will come out. They can speak about it. Dominic can apologize, hopefully. We can get it all out in the open. We can put this behind us. You know, I mean, Ray is just really... He's, he's he's playing this role really, really well. Like, he just wants the best for his son. Um, but, like, this is his great friend as well. So he's really torn. Uh, he, he There's no way he's turning on Dominic. There's no way he's going to turn on Dominic. But he, he wants to find a way forwards. And I thought this was nice. I thought they got across some really good points in this segment. I thought this opening segment was actually really strong. And it got stronger because out came Rhea Ripley. So he calls out Dominic again. Um, out comes Rhea Ripley and she brings out Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio seemingly now joining up with the Judgment Day. Now, he didn't have a Judgment Day shirt on. I did point this out that Rhea was wearing a Judgment Day shirt. Finn is wearing a Judgment Day shirt. Damian Priest is wearing a Judgment Day shirt. But Dominic was not wearing a Judgment Day shirt. And I thought that was really, really interesting because... I don't know. I mean, like, I always think the shirts and who is wearing what is, it's always interesting because there's some degree of thought that has gone into it. You don't tend to just chuck some on if you're about to go on TV. Like, you don't just go, oh, that'll do. Like, there's some degree of thought. So there must be a reason as to why Dominic is not in a Judgment Day shirt. It said to me that he wasn't totally in the group yet. He wasn't totally accepted yet. Like, maybe there is a degree of proving yourself, proving your loyalty. Perhaps there was going to be something along those lines. Um, I like this look for Dominic, though. I love the slicked back hair, the slick back hair. That looks really, really cool. Uh, the black, he looks good in a suit as well. Um, most people do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I liked this. I liked this. There wasn't loads of talk in here for Dominic. Um I think they are having the Judgment Day do a lot of the heavy lifting for him. But uh, that will come. I think this is the right move to put him in this group because they can, they all tend to get some time on the microphone. Like you get to hear from Damien, you get to hear from Rhea, but they don't have to carry a whole segment. So this is going to be good for him. He will talk, but he only needs to come out with a few lines. That will get him used to talking on camera. You can then grow that, you know, Fast forward, he'll be doing like much bigger segments and uh, just sets him up better for the long run, you know. 
So yeah, I liked uh, I like this. This is what I would do with him. I would put him in Judgment Day. There was a lot of people saying should he go solo um, on his own now. I think it's too early. I mean, he does next to no talking. Uh, even when he's with his dad, his dad does the talking. So I think there's skills that he still has got to learn. His in-ring obviously can get polished and he's learned a lot from his dad. Now it's time to learn from Damian Priest, Finn Balor, even pick some stuff up from Rhea Ripley. I mean, she's great in-ring. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm really into him joining up with uh, Judgment Day and talking of Judgment Day, um, they would attack. So uh, Dominic would start making his way down. So would Rhea. Uh, they're going after Edge. Uh, Ray's like, I don't want anything to do with this. Bit moody to like leave Edge, but I can understand him not wanting to fight his son. Um, and obviously he can't go beating up a woman. So he's in a real difficult situation. He's like, I just don't want nothing to do with this. So uh, Ray starts to like walk away. But before he goes, he's saying, please don't do this, son. He's, he's really trying to plead and get through with Dominic. And there was a lot of people saying, would you turn Ray heel? And I have to say, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. I'm just so used to him as a face. I, I would really struggle to buy him as a heel, I think. I don't know. It's, it's somewhat weird. Like, Ray just, just strikes me as the ultimate baby face. A lot of people wanted John Cena to turn. I've, I've never really seen people clamoring for Ray to turn. So, I don't know. I don't think I would turn him. Um, I'm, I'm just loving this dynamic. I'm loving... This kind of conflict that's going on, this family conflict. He's trying to get his son back. Um, it's great for Dominic, obviously. It's great for Ray as well, because this, I mean, like, I think the Mysterios have been a real boring tag team, right? Um, I think that they've just been there to help get Dominic established. And I think it's been a bit dull. But now that we're seeing Edge, like, trying to plead with, uh, we're seeing Ray trying to plead with Edge. We're seeing him trying to plead with his son. Like, we're actually seeing Ray kind of really involved in some very interesting creative. I really like it. I really, really like it. And as we said, Judgment Day attack. So they attack Edge that's in the ring. Uh, so Finn Balor, Damian Priest, uh, Dominic, they're attacking. There's a real nice coup de gras onto a chair that was on Edge's leg. Like they really are going after, uh, really are going after Edge here. Um, Ray does come back into the ring and they all kind of scuttle away. And, uh, you know, job done, really. So uh, this segment ends with Edge down, having been beaten up. Uh, Ray kind of like over him going, I'm so sorry. I hope, you know, we're going to get this sorted. And then you've got like Judgment Day just laughing and cackling away on the outside. So look, there was quite a bit here. Served its purpose. Um, I really like Dominic as part of this group. That's the big takeaway. I really like Dominic as part of this group. Next, uh, we go to backstage. We've got uh, Sarah Schreiber talking to Miz, asking about last week. Miz says, look, I went home. I went on vacation. I had a lovely time. Uh, anything else that happened, I just don't want to talk about. Um, I don't know if anything else happened. He didn't seem to suggest anything else had. But of course, last time we saw Miz, he was driving off and Dexter Loomis was in the back of the car. Um, so there's a great line here. He said, you journalists, you're always looking to start drama. And straight away, my head was like, is that a reference to the media scrum? Because obviously it was a journalist that asked a question about Colt Cabana that uh, kicked off the media scrum. Um, and so, you know, I was wondering if it was like a little connection to that, because that's obviously the most talked about thing in the past 24 hours. 
Um, maybe 48 hours is uh, the AEW media scrum. So I did wonder if that was just a little connection to that. It was it was great, though. Uh, so uh, basically, he was like, look, I don't want to talk about it. They walk off and uh, they come across this. A car turns upside down with smoke coming uh, out of the bottom and Miz looking over confused. Obviously, as soon as we saw this, we knew what this was in reference to if you'd seen those spoilers. So uh, as soon as we saw this, we knew what uh, it was building towards. But shame we never got to saw it be flipped over. Um, that's a bit of a shame. But a uh, little bit of a calling card of this person. Uh, they like flipping things over. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, a nice little moment. Uh, then we went to the ring and we got a tag team fatal four-way. And uh, there was a, a real interesting moment where Kofi tries to pin Xavier so that the New Day can win uh, by, like, you know, but they equally, they are losing as well. So uh, my understanding is that the New Age Outlaws have done this before. That was what people were saying. Um, and so, but it's not, I don't know why, it's one I just can't recall seeing. Uh, I said that on the watch long. I just can't recall seeing this like done before. Uh, and so like New Day would have won because Kofi would have got the pin. But equally, New Day would have lost. Xavier would have took the pin. So I would have been interested to have seen what Adam Pierce would have done with that. But um, fun little talking point in this match. Uh, high paced, lots of stuff going on. I mean, it was just lots of spots, lots of moments. It, it wasn't a match that was particularly grabbing me. Um, and to be honest, I don't know that it was a match that was really designed to do anything other than see the arrival, the return of Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman comes in. Braun Strowman returns mid-match. So as we say, there was a tag team fatal four-way going on, which never concludes because Braun Strowman makes his way down. Um, this is why he's wearing so much better than what he used to wear before with like the camo pants, which I don't know. I, I was never crazy about uh, this. The red pants. I, I feel like this is better. I still don't think this is perfect, but I think it's better. Um, I wondered if he was going to wear blue on SmackDown because he did say he would be on SmackDown. So I don't know if he's just going to wear red and this is going to be what he wears now. Or will we see him in blue on SmackDown? I have no idea. What would he wear if he went to... NXT 2.0, white with like lots of uh, colors all over it. <laughs> but uh, at least it wasn't wearing like a mask and kinky cross type uh, attire. At least he wasn't wearing what Carrion had to wear before. So uh, he makes his way down to the ring. Did wonder if he was going to join uh, Alpha Academy because Alpha Academy were in the ring. I think it was Chad Gable, actually. And there's a moment where he's standing there. And honestly, I was thinking... How do I feel about Braun joining Alpha Academy? And I was all right with it, actually. I was not against it. I was like, I don't mind that. I do feel like Otis is the, the big guy, the muscle, if you will. Uh, so he would obviously be overshadowed. So I was like, hmm, how does that dynamic work? But before I could get an answer, uh, before I could answer myself, uh, we saw Braun Strowman uh, start to lash out to everyone. There was a little run on the outside and Braun does slip. Uh, there is a video doing the rounds on social media. I don't think it's that bad, to be honest, because when he slips, I think it's Chad Gable that's on the outside. Chad Gable looks like he throws a kick. 
And so it looks a bit like Braun's trying to avoid the kick. And as he avoids it, he slips, but he quickly gets back up, keeps running, and then charges into Otis. And Otis goes through the timekeeper's barricades. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it, a, a bit of a botch, whatever. It, it didn't matter. Um, it still looked all right in the end. But, uh, yeah, I can imagine that being a bit of a talking point, just a bit of a talking point on social media. So Braun is here. Braun is back. And as we said, this was ruined. And he is known for flipping things over. So the card that we saw earlier was a nice little calling card, if you will. But uh, the monster amongst men is here. Corey Graves did say on commentary about get these hands. And they did show a get these hands sign in the crowd. So I really don't want that catchphrase back. I really don't want that catchphrase back. The conversation turned to cringe catchphrases. And um, I think people were saying, like, get these hands is not a great one. Uh, it's a bit like feed me more with Ryback, which I agree was also not a great one. So, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see him move away from that. But good to have him back. I, I, I really don't mind him coming back. And I thought he looked really good here. I mean, lots of bodies for him to lay out. It's not great for the tag division, having one person lay out all these teams. Uh, so you could definitely look at it that way and say, I don't like what it means for the tag division, but um, it made Braun look like a monster. Uh, then uh, we move to our next match. Our next match was Raquel and Aaliyah against Nikki and Dewdrop. Nikki and Dewdrop are not having a good time. You might remember they were arguing backstage the other week because they'd had a loss. I think that was in the women's tag tournament. Uh, they were eliminated. Then they weren't at Clash, which sucks because it was in Britain. It was in the UK and they are Scottish. They are British. So sucks that they weren't there. So that must have stung. Then they were at Worlds Collide on Sunday, the NXT show, and they lost. Now they're here taking on Aaliyah and Raquel and they lose again. So um, there is a story uh, about Nikki and Dewdrop and them being not very successful at the moment. So you can see on screen, uh, if you are watching on YouTube, Raquel and Aaliyah celebrate him. And we saw uh, Damage Control, as they're now being um, seemingly referred to, uh, watching on the screen backstage. Uh, we would find out that they would get a title match next week. Um, and we would hear more about that from Damage Control. Uh, we were backstage with Ray Mysterio. Ray was like, you know, uh, I, I can't, I hate, uh, Judgment Day for what they've done to my son. They've poisoned his mind. That's why tonight I want to take them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, give me either Finn. Give me either Damien. He's not interested in fighting Dominic, of course, and neither should he be um, because that's his son. And, uh, you know, he shouldn't want to, like, be beating up his son. That's going to be very hard to explain to his wife if he beats up his own son. So uh, he said, give me Finn, give me Damien. Uh, and so that set a matchup for later. Uh, then we got Theory. Now, this was interesting because Theory came out and obviously, you know, he got punched at uh, Clash at the Castle and he was still feeling the effects. And he was like, yeah, you know, he came out and he was he, he said Crown Jewel uh, instead of Clash at the Castle. Now, I don't know if that was intentional or if he made a mistake, because I believe he does make a few other mistakes in this uh, promo. So he absolutely could have been selling the effects of being hit. He could have absolutely been selling those effects. Like he got knocked so silly, he doesn't know what the show was called. 
He doesn't know what he can cash in on. I think he even says this gives me an opportunity to cash in on the Intercontinental Champion. No, like it gets all messed up and mixed up again. So I feel like it probably wasn't a botch and he probably did mean to say Crown Jewel and he was just like selling the effects. But um, yeah, at times this did feel so unfocused and so not like an Austin Theory promo. But I think that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to make it seem like uh, he is really affected by what had happened. Because uh, obviously, as we said, he got knocked out by Tyson Fury at uh, Clash at the Castle. Uh, he said that glad he's glad Roman is champion. He's got unfinished business uh, with uh, Roman. Uh, all of this brought out Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens came out and uh, this was kind of fun. He's like, I understand you found your first name again uh, uh, and I can call you Austin now. And uh, which was fun because obviously theory is now Austin theory. And, uh, you know, Kevin Owens was just going off and uh, it built to a match basically. And so uh, we did get a match between them. And uh, there was this hellacious moment uh, during this match. Uh, spoiler, Kevin Owens does win in the end. But there's a hellacious moment where Kevin Owens is on the outside and uh, Theory grabs him, hurls him down towards the ring steps. And seemingly, Kevin Owens does smack his head off that top ring step after being like hurled down onto it. It looked awful. Like, it, awful in a good way. I don't know if Owens managed to just catch, like, you know, his arms down first to just just stop his head hitting it, but it did look like his head hit the ring steps. Um, it was it was quite it was quite kind of like impressive, but also a little scary. I mean, anything to do with the head is like, oh, you know, you got to be so careful. Um, but uh, yeah, the match continued and. Kevin Owens, uh, I think it was a pop-up powerbomb, hit a pop-up powerbomb, then a stunner, uh, and got the victory. One, two, three. Uh, then we went backstage. Uh, I was constantly looking for anything in the background, and we do see something later, but uh, I couldn't see any Dexter Loomis. You're constantly looking to see where is Dexter Loomis, uh, but uh, he was nowhere to be seen, or at least I didn't see him. Um, but we did see that Tommaso has got his first name back now. So The Miz and Tommaso Champa and uh, Sarah Schreiber, of course. And there was a cool moment here, actually, where The Miz was, uh, like, had some resistance bands. And he was, like, working out. And Sarah Schreiber, she's always sneaking up on people. So she was like, excuse me, like this. And Miz was like, oh! Like, almost uh, lashed out at her. And, um, yeah, it was uh, fun. Uh, I, I think, like, The Miz is just so versatile. Um, he's really fun. He can do talk shows. Obviously, he's like a really good talker, but he's really good in these kind of like interview segments. Obviously, they're using him to like bring Champa along as well. And uh, even though people don't like how Champa is being uh, portrayed at the moment, I think it's good for him because it's getting him on TV. You know that this is going to build eventually to Miz against Champa. Uh, now that Johnny is here as well, like uh, we could potentially do DIY in the future. But um, yeah, this is this is all right. It gives something for him to do. It's keeping him like quite high up the card. I mean, Champa would be involved in the main event tonight. So I'm not I'm not against it. I don't know what the long term future is, but right now my guess would be Tommaso Champa versus The Miz at WrestleMania would be my guess. Then we saw damage control. Now, the reason why I've got this image on screen is because just behind Bailey and EO Sky, 
you can see Nikki and Dewdrop, and they are arguing. Uh, Nikki actually throws something. I don't know what it is, but something at Dewdrop. Uh, I feel like it was either the mask or it was her belt or it was something and storms off. So uh, we keep saying uh, and keep pointing out there is trouble between those two. And uh, it's kind of fun to see that playing out in the background. I do like that. I do like that. We've we've seen it happen before. This wasn't the first time, but uh, it was it was cool. Uh, so damage control, you can see that is what they're being called. Damage CTRL. So uh, damage control making their way uh, down to the ring. We saw the graphics at Clash at the Castle say damage control. I think they're still being announced as uh, Dakota, Kai, EO, Sky, and um, Bailey. But uh, the graphics are all saying damage control. Uh, there was something really interesting here, by the way. Ron Jones, I did write the name down. Ron Jones in our watch along said he heard or he thinks they're called damage control because of the Vince scandal. And I think that's so interesting because damage control doesn't make the most sense to me. Because if you try, if you try damage control is where you're trying to control damage you know, uh, if you're doing damage control, it means you're trying to minimize the amount of damage that's being done where you would think these girls would want to cause as much damage as possible. So they're not really they're not really about damage control. I suppose what they're about is damage and control. So in a way, these two words do work, but when they're put together, it doesn't make as much sense. I hope I've explained that well. Um, but what Ron said is if you actually go on Google and you was to put in WWE damage control, at the moment it might talk a lot about the Vince scandal and it might talk about what WWE are doing to try and control the amount of damage that the Vince scandal has done. And uh, maybe this is why they're called damage control because if you Google damage control now it will bring up these girls it won't bring up the damage control that wwe has tried to do in regards to that vince scandal and i thought that was a very uh interesting very very interesting point that's why i said they should be known as the vince hush money scandal that's what that's what their name should be that way if anyone google searches vince hush money scandal uh, these girls will come up, which actually might not be great for their careers. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've not thought it through. Uh, but uh, I, I thought that was interesting. Maybe there is something to that. Maybe there is something to that. We know how they like to try and control the narrative. And um, I thought that that was very, very interesting. because I'd never thought about that. I, I must admit, the name has always had me a bit confused. It's always had me a bit confused. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was clever. Uh, we also went into the ring. They did a promo. Uh, Dakota pointed out she was not the legal person when she was pinned and demands the rematch. The rematch is granted. So uh, we know that we will get that women's uh, tag match next week. Um, there was a weird moment here where Bianca Belair came out and uh, Bailey is saying, like, you know, I'm coming for your title, basically. We did say that because she pinned her at Clash, that is quite interesting. It's quite interesting. And it definitely allows Bailey now to say, I'm coming for that belt. I want that belt. I pinned you. 
uh, and she was making that point. Now, there was no Alexa and there was no Asuka, and I have no idea where they were, but uh, Bianca was on her own, and she was surrounded here, and this just looks like she's about to get beaten up. But actually, what happens is the heels just walk away. They just walk away. I mean, I, I, I don't hate that. It's not a problem. But it, a, a lot of people, I would imagine myself included, were like, okay, no Alexa, no Asuka. Is this where we get the return of Sasha and Naomi? Is this where it's going to happen? I mean, it all felt like it was all set up for that moment and they just never come out. It just doesn't happen. The heels just walk off. I think I said on the watch, I was like, ah, oh, Sasha, Naomi, here we go. She's surrounded. How's she going to get out of this? And the heels just walk away. <laughs> they don't beat her up or anything. So, yeah. Bianca, by the way, looking amazing. Looking absolutely stunning. But, um, and actually, that was something I needed, I meant to say. Damage control. Just going to go back to the previous uh, thing. I don't think they look very good at all. They really do look like they're just putting on just some random clothes and popping out on a random Thursday. Like, I don't know if they need, not a uniform, but I don't know if they need something to look a little bit more uniformed, a little bit more threatening, a little bit more credible. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, like, you've got Dakota in just, like, really baggy jeans. You've got Bailey in some, like, combat trousers, leather jacket. You've got Eo in, like, a little short skirt. And just, honestly, they just look like they're about to go to a 7-Eleven. I mean, I don't, I don't get, I don't know, I don't get it. I feel like, I feel like that's not it. I feel like we need to do something. I don't know if they need to wear their own damage control shirts. I don't even know if they've got any yet. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe they haven't got any damage control shirts that they can wear. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of feel like, I mean, if you look at Judgment Day and what Judgment Day are wearing, I mean, they're wearing their own shirts. For example, we spoke about that earlier. So may maybe it's that. Maybe we're just waiting for the shirts to arrive. But this in it, uh, this group is obviously an important group. And it just feels a bit, mm, I don't know why. It just feels a bit, mm. I, I think that uh, they could do with a bit of um, a makeover. <laughs> that sounds like a weird thing to say. It makes it seem like I want a slumber party, which isn't true. But uh, I just think they just look too casual to me. They really could do with something. And it's hard to put my finger on what that is. Uh, we were backstage then with uh, Theory and Johnny Gargano. And uh, Theory came out and said, you know, there's too much talking. When are you going to start wrestling? And uh, Johnny's like, well, funny you should say that. And well done, because you're actually right. For the first time, you are actually right uh, there is too much talking. I do need to get wrestling. I've been away for nine months. And that's why my announcement is Johnny Wrestling returns next week. So he didn't say against theory. Uh, he just said Johnny Wrestling returns next week. So we don't know who his opponent is yet. So we're going to have to wait and see. But uh, Johnny back next week. Uh, then we got the match that Ray wanted. This went quite a while in all fairness. So uh, Ray against Damian Priest. Uh, worth pointing out as well, that tag match earlier in the night had gone quite long. Um, and also Theory and Kevin Owens got quite a bit of time. All the matches seemed to get time. I think the only one I remember not getting much time was the Raquel, Aaliyah, Nikki Dewdrop match. Don't remember that getting loads. 
But this got time. Actually, I would argue a bit too much. Um, I don't know. It was all the action was all right, but I wasn't I wasn't massively into it. Uh, Damian Priest against uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, lots of outside interference. I mean, we were getting uh, Dominic prevented a six one nine from Ray. So Dominic was getting involved, not physically, but he just stopped his dad from doing the 619. Uh, Rhea Ripley kind of stuck her head uh, into the ring, uh, stopped, uh, distracted the ref, stopped the momentum. And uh, bottom line was, I think it was like a, a massive clothesline, big choke slam, and uh, Damian Priest gets the victory over Ray Mysterio. There was a little promo that was done afterwards, and this was nice. Because uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is really coming into her own with this pappy thing. You know, what pappy wants, pappy gets, is what she said. And um, so she was saying that she uh, has instructed Dominic to go one-on-one with Edge next week. There was quite a few times that I was like, oh, I hope they kiss. I really wanted them to kiss. I don't know why. I, I think I want Rhea and Dominic to be WWE's Sammy and Ty Conti, or Ty Mello, whatever her name is. You know, heel couple that people are just not, I don't want to say disgusted by, but do you know what I mean? They overdo the kissing. People like, oh, I don't want to see it. Um, I think I want to see that. I think I want to see Rhea make Dominic, turn Dominic into a man. She was saying that earlier as well. I've, I've taken Dominic and I'm turning him into a man. So what pap- what Pappy wants, Pappy gets. So uh, it's going to be Dominic one-on-one with Edge next week. Then uh, we saw Braun, who, by the way, seems to have a bit of a nose ring, which uh, is very Claire's accessories. So uh, he has got this little bit of a nose ring in, and uh, he was basically saying uh, the monster is back, and uh, you can see me on SmackDown on Friday. So... He will be on SmackDown. Wonder if he's uh, got his sights set on the Tribal Chief. Wonder if he's got his sights set on Roman. I believe it was Braun, amazingly, was the person that Roman pinned to win that Universal title and start this legendary, uh, historic uh, title reign. So uh, he's definitely got unfinished business with uh, Roman. Definitely. So it's going to be very interesting on Friday to see exactly who he's coming for, who he's targeting. I still don't know why he arrived on Raw and beat up the tag teams, to be honest. I don't know. I think it was just meant to be a nice moment for us, but I don't know if there was much in the way of storyline behind it. Uh, Then we saw Riddle. I mean, obviously, all throughout tonight as well, there was a lot of reflection on Clash at the Castle. And uh, we saw Riddle. Uh, You can see a bit of bump above his right eye. Um, and uh, he was saying, like, you know, he got smashed in the head, curb stomped, and uh, he demanded an immediate rematch. Uh, I think we're all expecting this to take place at Extreme Rules. I'm, I'm certainly am. Uh, we would hear from Seth after who would kind of, like, turn it down and say, it's not happening. There's no rematch. So uh, Seth would shoot it down, but uh, Riddle, uh, desperately uh, serious about wanting to get that rematch. So they weren't on this show. Just little interview things with them. So uh, we'll have to see what they've got to say potentially next week. Uh, they weren't advertised for next week, but I would imagine they'll be back next week. Uh, then we got a graphic for what we were getting next week. So uh, the three graphics. The first one was the Women's Tag Team Championship match uh, for Raquel Rodriguez, Aaliyah against EO Sky, Dakota Kai. Of course, 
Dakota saying she wasn't the legal person. They deserved the rematch. That was granted. Uh, the other one was Dominic Mysterio against Edge, uh, which we just heard about. And then the other one is Johnny Gargano uh, returns to in-ring action for the first time in nine months. So uh, those were the graphics that we saw uh, in regards to what we can expect for next week's show. Then we went to our main event, and our main event of the evening was a steel cage match, United States Championship on the line. Surprisingly, no video package uh, building up the um, United States title. Nothing. Uh, there was interviews with uh, Bobby and with The Miz, just little backstage things. Uh, nothing like really significant. But um, yeah, I suppose in a way I was surprised that there wasn't more building up this kind of, you know, United States titles being defended again. Um, but either way, we got the match. It was inside a steel cage. It was all right. It was, you know, steel cage match, what you would expect, really. Um, lots of trying to get out the door. The one thing was they they, uh, they dragged Bobby out at the very start. And I, I thought I'd heard the bell. And so I was like, does that not mean Bobby's just won? Because they got Bobby out the door pretty much as soon as what I thought the match had started. But enough people in the watch long said, no, the bell never actually went. So um, they drag him out at first, start beating him up like Tommaso Ciampa gets involved. Um, in, a way, in, a, in a way, that's a nice equalizer because clearly Bobby is going to be stronger and better than The Miz. But by having him beaten up right at the start, it does equalize things a little bit. But uh, yeah, we were seeing a lot of action here. Um, and uh, the door is slammed repeatedly Onto the head of Bobby. Bobby goes down. Miz looks like he is about to win. The Miz starts climbing up the side of the cage. Bobby is down. Bobby is out. There's no way Bobby is making the save. Uh, Miz climbs up, gets over the cage, starts to climb down, looks down and staring back at him. One of the greatest memes of 2022. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis just lying He's emerged from under the ring. He is lying on the floor. He is staring, staring up. His eyes are wide and he is just staring up at the Miz. And the Miz looks down, freaks out and starts getting back into the ring. So, uh, yeah, I'd imagine that that image right there is doing the rounds on social media right now. Um, we've got Dexter Loomis just lying, staring uh, up into the sky. And uh, that meant that the Miz got back into the ring. He would be hit with a spear by uh, Bobby, who had obviously recovered. And uh, one, two, three, the Miz is pinned and beaten. Um, he then gets out, Bobby, uh, starts attacking Tommaso, um, and then locks the door, locks the door. Miz uh, is trying to get out because Dexter Loomis is climbing up the side of the cage. Dexter Loomis is getting into the cage. Dexter Loomis is in the cage. And Bobby uh, got the door closed. Miz is trying to get out. And um, it ends with uh, Dexter Loomis uh, kind of putting a, a, an arm triangle on, choking out the Miz. And the show ends with the Miz uh, having his head stroked, passed out, and having his head stroked by Dexter Loomis. Uh, then uh, Raw Talk would be on uh, Bailey, Johnny Gargano, Kevin Owens would be on that. But I think that's on right now, actually, as I'm talking to you. So uh, we never get a chance to watch that. But that was it for Raw. That was it for Raw. Bobby um, locking the door, Miz being trapped in with Dexter. 
Dexter choking out and then stroking uh, the Miz. So uh, clearly this is uh, building towards uh, a match. Um, I would imagine Extreme Rules. I'm guessing that this will be at Extreme Rules. So, uh, yeah, I I'm very interested to see what people thought of the show tonight. It felt like, you know, there was talking points, you know, definitely talking points. But I don't know if it felt like it was um, a show that was like, you know, one of those shows that's just got like loads going on. Can you believe this, that, you know, I felt like the second part of the show was slow. It felt a bit slow. It, it still felt like things were happening, but it was just mm, nothing, nothing that drastic. Nothing that drastic and just a little bit slower in its pace. So, yeah, um, I don't know. It was what it was. I mean, in all fairness, they were in Cardiff on Saturday night. So they've had to get from Cardiff, travel back and put on a show in America. I can't remember exactly where we are here, but we're in America. We're not in, in England or Wales. Uh, so we've gone back to America. So there's been a lot of traveling. So maybe this show was a little bit rushed, a little bit put together last minute. Um, perhaps we'll see uh, something a bit more adventurous uh, in the coming weeks. Although saying that, there was still a car that was turned over. Do you know what I mean? There was still the return of Braun. Um, there was still some nice moments on this show. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what people's uh, scores are going to be. But with that being said, let's uh, go over to the chat and see. Here's Dexy, says that Fluffy the Crack Kitten. Uh, shout out to uh, the crack kitten in the house. Um, yeah, it was it was it was wild. We were at Kansas, where we says uh, Shannon, thank you, Kansas. So that's where we were. Uh, Shannon says petting the Miz's head. It was it was like it was like a pet, wasn't it? It was just stroking the hair, and uh, yeah, it was uh, weird. I mean, we saw him doing that a lot in NXT, so um, I was expecting him to do that. But uh, for those that haven't seen Dexter before, I'd imagine it was a bit strange. Uh, Connor said, me personally, if I was Ray, I just wouldn't take that level of disrespect. Uh, where did Champa go? Uh, Champa was, I believe, attacked by Bobby. So uh, he was on the outside. I think when Bobby wins, he gets out and I, I believe he beats up uh, Champa. And then that's how he's able to then close the door um, because he's not like having to deal with Champa. He's already dealt with him. And then that traps Miz in the steel cage. Uh, Erase your mind said, my pet Miz. My pet Miz. They could sell them on the WWE shop. Makes me think of, um, oh, what were they called? Those fingerlings. Do you remember them? They were all the rage a few years ago. I remember going doing toy hunts and uh, there was loads of fingerlings. Uh, they were weird little like monkey things that you put on your finger and they... I don't, know, I don't know what they did. I don't know if they sung or something. Imagine that. Imagine if you could get a fingerling of Tyson Fury and he could do like American Pie. That would be nice. Uh, Hayden said, I laughed so hard when Dexter was staring at the Miz, says Hayden. Um, Edge and Ray versus Damien and Dom in a strap match bucket. Hannah said it was a 10 out of 10 show just for the fact that Dexter cuddled the Miz. Uh, Brian said, uh, can we talk dingling talk, please? I've, I've never gone into a toy shop and seen a dingling. I can tell you that much. 
Uh, Erasure Mind said, my pet monster from the 1980s. Uh, imagine the Miz in a wedding dress. Okay, well, this took a turn. Imagine the Miz in a wedding dress and Dexter Loomis in a tuxedo. The new couple, Miz Dex. Miz Dex said uh, just, that would be good. And then imagine uh, Indy Hartwell crashing the wedding. That would be, if anyone objects to this wedding, and like Miz has got gaffer tape over his mouth. I don't know why, I can see that. I can see that. I can see the Miz being forced into a, a marriage <laughs> with Dexter Loomis. But then Indy Hartwell makes the, uh, makes the save. Uh, AWC legend, shout out to you. Says, uh, gonna head off, but have a good night. AWC Legends, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Always appreciate people that join us uh, for these uh, live uh, reviews. But as I said, even if you can't join us live, uh, you can always uh, listen to the audio on... I, st I still need to sort out Apple uh, Podcasts, but it's on Google, it's on Stitcher, it's on Spotify, it's on Amazon, it's on a few different places. But uh, AWC Legends, appreciate it, dude. Uh, Grant said Dexter must have watery eyes because he never blinks. Uh, Shannon said, I thought the spot Braun came back in was odd. Uh, he said he'll see us Friday. Is Reigns the next opponent? I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know because, like, Reigns isn't apparently going to be defending the belt at Extreme Rules. So there's a few question marks around, like, well, like, well, I don't know. What are we doing? What are we doing? Because if he's not defending at Extreme Rules, like, what's Braun going to do? Like, I feel like Braun needs another feud, really, until Roman's ready. I mean, Roman against Braun at Crown Jewel, you could do that. The only problem is, do you want to bring Braun back to lose so soon? I don't think I do. I sort of feel like maybe we do Braun Sammy. Because maybe Braun does have his sights set on Roman, but um, he's going to have to get past Sammy first. Which, you know, should be relatively straightforward for Braun. But, um, you know, the bloodline could make it tricky. The Usos could always get involved. Uh, he is the honorary Us, and J Jimmy Uso seems to be on board with that. Jay, not so much. Maybe Jimmy makes the save, and Jay just kind of stands on the outside and watches. But, um, yeah, I could see maybe Braun setting his sights on Roman, but I don't think he'll get Roman. There's reports that Roman's not at Extreme Rules, so got to be thinking honorary use. Uh, John said, maybe Miz and Dex could co-star in a remake of I Now Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry. That'd be nice. Uh, Sean, shout out to you, my friend. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, Legend Killer said, I liked the Bobby Lashley match. It's good. Fenton said, Braun is on SmackDown. Sean confirmed it. Uh, but Braun confirmed it as well. Braun said uh, during the show that uh, he would be on SmackDown. Uh, Malik, uh, shout out to you. Erasure Mind said, Dexter never blinks, just like Tony Khan. Maybe he's working for Tony Khan. Uh, Brian said, need a work towards a legit number one contender for the championship instead of just rushing towards it. That's, yep. Uh, Trenton said, just a theory, Bray could come back to help Braun. Justin said, I want to see Bobby host the Ms. Dex wedding. Let's uh, go and have a look and see. I really want to see the scores. <laughs> I, I, I'm so interested because it's uh, we've had quite a few responses, actually, which is great to see. 
Let's see what the uh, score comes in at. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Very interesting. So we will... I am actually going to come back to this. I, I think I keep saying we'll come back to this and then I never do. Uh, I really do want to come back to this. At the moment, 7.5. But it's actually only one response ahead of 7. And only one response ahead of 6.5. So 6.5, 7, 7.5... Those are the ones that are in the lead at the moment. Uh, we will come back to that just to see, does 7.5 cement its place? Do people think that it is an 8? Do people think it's a 6.5? Be Very interesting, that. Very, very interesting. But at the moment, 7.5 in the lead. Uh, in regards to what people enjoyed, so uh, Braun returning, uh, Dominic, uh, Austin versus KO and Peekaboo Dexter. Peekaboo Dexter. New this Christmas from Little Tykes. Peekaboo Dexter. Uh, I really enjoyed KO versus Theory, says Drip. Get these hands. Uh, Braun's return. Braun's return. And the camera angle on Loomis at the end of the show. The fantastical re-debut of Red Strowman. Red Strowman. Dominic and Braun. Dexter cuddling with the Miz and caressing Miz's head. Uh, Braun Strowman's return or Dexter Loomis coming from underneath uh, the ring. Uh, KO versus uh, Theory. Uh, always appreciate the hard work days. Uh, not so much positive this week. The opening Dominic segment was decent. Kevin Owens promo and recent character revival has been good. Johnny's return match is good to hear. No Bray return. Could care less for Bray. His gimmick is okay, but not a fan of the matches. Who drop and Nikki argument was a nice little touch. Dom versus Edge next week has got me interested. The Sonic versus Jericho discussion was a fun side chat. Yes, that was wild. It was. I don't know why the conversation came to who would win out of Spyro the Dragon and Sonic the Hedgehog versus Edge and Ray. I still stand by my point, and my point is Sonic, to my knowledge, has got no skills. Like, he can run fast, but how's that going to help him in a grappling wrestling contest? Unless someone tries chasing after him and gets, you know, worn out. Do you know what I mean? Unless, like, they just wear themselves out. I have no idea. So I still stand by that. But Spyro can shoot fire, so... It is tricky. It is tricky. And it's it's a conversation I'm not looking to restart. But, um, yeah, that's one for you to uh, ha have a think about yourselves. Uh, Braun return. Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss. Alexa wasn't on the show this week. Braun returning and bashing the tag teams. Uh, Johnny is all I care about for next week. Braun Strowman returning. Rhea. She literally comes off as the leader of the group. And it's cool that there's a woman that's leading. I'm most interested in that character now than ever, says Nando. Hmm. Dominic with Judgment Day. Dominic joining Judgment Day. Uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Let's have a look at uh, least favorite part. Uh, Aaliyah and Raquel. Yeah, she didn't touch her on the backside this week. That was disappointing. Uh, Braun's random beatdown. Nothing was bad. Women's tag team match. No Alexa Bliss. Liv. Liv was the worst part of this show. She wasn't on the show. 
Uh, no, Austin 316. We want him back, says no one ever. Uh, theory, uh, Rey Mysterio. The Miz once again being placed in Dexter's laboratory. Not enough Rollins, I believe, is the best wrestler in the world. And he must get a replay of a backstage interview. I think um, I think might be a bit banged up. There might be a few of them, actually, that are a bit banged up. At least the SmackDown guys have got a few more days to recover. Whereas Raw, it's like, it's a bit quick, isn't it? Uh, the tag match was horrible. Women's Tag Team Championship match. Dexter Loomis versus The Miz and Maurice. Dominic and Rhea not making out. I got my hopes up for nothing. Yeah, I did say on the watch long, this is what um this is what Love Island must be like, where you're like watching two people hoping they make out. I mean, I've never watched Love Island, but um it is true. I was hoping they would kiss, and I was ever so disappointed when they didn't. Uh, I dozed off halfway through. Other than Braun's comeback, there wasn't much else. Uh, Dominic joining Judgment Day. Knowing Vince is going off at home when Braun fell over. Uh, done with Judgment Day. No, re no media scrum. Yes. Yes. Hayden said Braun Strowman's return. Uh, Aaliyah and Raquel versus Nikki and Dewdrop. So there we go. Lots of... Uh, Lots of uh, interesting points made. Uh, maybe this is a setup for a Wyatt family return, says Kane. Extreme Rules, Rowan next, and Bray at the pay-per-view. Uh, Miz was captured by Dexter after Raw went off the air, says Trenton. Uh, Justin said, Rhea and Dominic versus Tay and Sammy. Uh, LZS said, I was right. He joined because he wants to date Rhea Ripley. I, I love that. I, I do want them to get together. I think that he has been this kind of timid, shy creature to see a complete 180 in his character to now being like a man and he's got the girl and it's not just any girl, it's Rhea Ripley, one of the baddest girls in all of WWE. Like, it'd just be cool. Just be cool. He would start to look cool. I mean, he's already started to look a lot cooler than he did. So yeah, it could it could work. It could work. Uh, Niall said, I felt the show became slower. I, I agree as well. I agree. I agree. I felt like there was a lot to have fun with at the start. And then I don't know. I was I was even struggling to find things to just have fun with. Uh, I think this is the problem when you do like match, 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 match. And and they're not squash matches, they're like long matches. Um I mean, look, it's a wrestling show. I'm never gonna be down on having wrestling to watch but i think you do need those other fun segments they just have to be fun segments vince does or did too many segments that were just bad comedy like no one wants those back but yeah i would like a talk a talk show segment i would like some kind of fun segments some kind of fun backstage thing so uh yeah i i agree i felt it slowed down uh, Gwen said, I personally thought this was the worst Raw since Paul took over, but it was still watchable. Dom needs a haircut to complete the transformation. Looks world slick back where he had a mullet. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a couple of days after Clash. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Connor said, Buddy Matthews sitting at home watching Dom and Rhea make out. Yeah, but in all fairness, you know. They can make out in a segment on Raw. He's uh, he's he's got her at home, hasn't he? So I'm sure it'll be uh, I'm sure you'll be all right with it. 
Nando said, I think Charlotte would make a good women's faction leader. It could freshen her up a bit. I, I thought I felt that about Alexa, actually. I think Alexa makes a good uh, leader because she's not got much to really do at the moment. And she's very experienced. She's good when you give her some creative to get her teeth into. And she could really help bring through some new women. So I, I thought that Alexa, but yeah, I could see it with Charlotte as well. Uh, John said, I rewatched the Dexter ending and I stand by my score with two highlights in a three hour show. It does feel like it's a 6.5. Hmm. I, I, I honestly think that's fair. I do think it's fair. I think the Braun moment would have had more impact if it hadn't have been spoiled. But uh, I don't know. Can we really blame WWE for that? I don't I don't know. But um, I think it maybe didn't carry the impact that it would have undoubtedly because uh you know it already been leaked you know days and days and days ago i mean we knew going into clash at the castle that he was going to be on raw on monday so yeah certainly not a moment that made me necessarily like scream and freak out and all of that but um a moment that was still uh well it was cool to see him it was it's, it was cool to actually see him back i never quite knew i didn't know how i'd react but he looks really good and under triple h i'm really optimistic I'm really optimistic they're going to get it right. So, yeah. Let's have a look. Uh, I'm just going to update uh, the scores again because I said we'd go back and I'm uh, I'm a man of my words. And we'll see if we have got any uh, update with that score. There is uh, a slight update with the score, which is good to see. And it is, it's confirmed. It is confirmed. That uh, this is going to be uh, a 7.5. So there we go. 7.5 is what you lot have uh, scored it. I, I I personally would be around a 7, maybe even a 6.75. Like, I agree. There were some nice moments. Dominic with Judgment Day was cool. Braun was cool. Uh, but really outside of that, it felt a bit bland. I don't know. 7.5 for me personally feels a bit high, but that is the official score. Uh, right, we are done for the review. Really appreciate the support. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing your thoughts and opinions. Um, and as we said, we will be back tomorrow for NXT. We'll do the NXT review as well. And of course, we will be back. Uh, well, we've got AEW. Who's going to miss AEW on Wednesday? But uh, with everything that's going on, and of course, we got SmackDown. Lots coming up this week, so really appreciate the support. And uh, I will see you again next time. Bye for now.